This episode is brought to you by Levitt Pavilion. This summer, check out one of my favorite outdoor concert venues in Denver, Levitt Pavilion. May through October, Levitt is offering ticketed and totally free all-ages concerts. I feel like we just go to anything that's free because it's like the kids can be at the show and it's people aren't weird about it and you can like bring a picnic. It's awesome. Some of the free shows this season include Iskali, Melvin Seals, War and Treaty, Sunny War, Charlie Tuna, and more. To RSVP for free shows and buy tickets, plus see the full concert schedule, go to levittdenver.org. That's levittdenver.org. Today on CityCast Denver, many Denverites love TikTok. And some have even built their lives and livelihoods around it. But Denver recently joined dozens of other cities and states across the country, as well as the federal government, in banning the app from publicly owned devices. And now our senior senator, Michael Bennett, is calling for TikTok to be banned altogether. So we called him up to ask why. Today is Monday, February 27th, 2023. I'm Bree Davies, and here's what Denver's talking about. Senator Michael Bennett, welcome to CityCast Denver. Bree, thanks for having me. It's great to see you. So you don't like TikTok, is that? I don't like TikTok so much. That is that is true. That is a true statement. Um, well, you recently called for TikTok to be removed from Apple and Google's app stores, which is, that's a big ask. Why? There are two reasons, really, for me. One is uh, I'm a member of the Intelligence Committee in the Senate, and I've become more and more concerned over the years about what it means to have this massive social media platform that a third of American citizens are are coughing up their data when it is a, a platform that's not even owned by anybody in America. It's owned by Beijing. And ByteDance, which is the parent company of TikTok, is subject to all of the data rules that the Chinese Communist Party uh, has in place. And that includes a responsibility to disgorge any data that the Chinese Communist Party decides they want TikTok to disgorge. So I think that's a real national security concern. It should be, I think it's a real concern of a lot of people in in America about what could happen to their privacy. Uh, And it's also, you know, very clear to me that this is another instance where you know, the Chinese government is is willing to troll us, you know, and is unwilling to allow the United States to have reciprocal access to its citizens. And that may not be the biggest point that I that I make, but I think that's a very important point. The second point is that I my wife, Susan, and I have raised three daughters in this era, and I am very aware, I think, that most of us are who have spent time with young people. I was the superintendent of the Denver Public Schools before I was in this job. And we know that there is an epidemic of teenage mental health issues all across the state of Colorado and all across this country. And I think there's a deep concern on the part of uh, students and young people, as well as parents, that a complete lack of negotiation with TikTok or, frankly, the other large digital platforms over the economics of these platforms, our right to privacy, you know, the the way the algorithms 
drive people in certain directions. We've never had a negotiation with, with TikTok about that or with our large national digital platforms about that. And I think that's something that's long, long overdue. Something interesting, I think, though, that we're talking about is I've been on social media for 20 years. I've willingly participated and given all of my data to that space. And and TikTok is interesting because we see aspects of people's lives from the moment they wake up. And so I wonder, like, what do you think about the fact that we we give this to TikTok? I think that's a great point and something that we should debate, really, the, the most valuable uh, app that I have, and it's changed my life for the better. I mean, it really has, uh, is Google Maps, you know, and it matters a lot to me when I am coming back to Denver from Colorado Springs, or I'm coming back to Denver from Fort Collins, and I'm sitting in that horrendous Friday afternoon traffic, which is horrible, horrible, and is a serious pain point for me. I no longer am asking myself, is there a better way? Is there some other route that I can take? I know that Google Maps is my North Star, you know, or ways that I'm using it is my North Star. I don't have to question the direction that we're going. Having said that, I haven't made a trade for to to Google or that says that I'm happy for you to know every place I am and to strip my privacy from me in order to for you to to get me out of traffic or to show that I'm not in the worst traffic. And that's a negotiation I think we should have. You know, these guys are hoovering up our privacy our personal identity. You might be fine with that, Bree. I don't feel obviously the same way you do. And there might be others in your generation that feel the same way that you do. But I'm not, for me, the idea that I would sacrifice my identity or my personal data just so these platforms could sell me back targeted advertising on the back of their poisonous algorithms uh, so that they and the other large platforms can become, and they have been until their stocks were recently totally cratered, literally 20% of the market cap of, that, of, of our stock exchange. That's how valuable that data is that they're stealing from us. You know, I think we should have a negotiation about that. Sure. And I agree with you. I wouldn't say that uh, that I love doing that. I just know that it's sort of part and parcel of being on social media. But what I find interesting, though, too, is you don't you're not calling for Facebook or Instagram or Google Maps to be removed from app stores. Why is TikTok the focus for? Well, I got another I got another idea for those guys. So first of all, TikTok is different in my mind because TikTok is controlled by Beijing. And, you know, we already know that Beijing has affected the algorithms of TikTok so that um, you can't find out the truth about the Beijing's takeover of Hong Kong. We know they're adjusting the algorithms so you can't find out the truth about what the persecution of the Uyghurs looks like in, in China. We know that they are doing the same thing with Taiwan. And by the way, it comes up in town hall meetings that I'm having when I hear people repeating the propaganda that you know, Beijing is ex- hoping that we'll repeat about Hong Kong, for example. So that is why TikTok, I think, is a special case. And I continue to believe it is a special case. So let's draw a line around that for one second and just say, at least in my mind, TikTok is different. For the other ones, I have deep concerns as well. You know, no, but look, I can tell you 
there is virtually nobody at Facebook who understands the algorithms that Facebook is 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 directing toward you know middle school students and high school students in America. They and 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 Facebook has commissioned study you know after study after study that raises the question that this is causing mental and emotional harm. Right. Mark, Mark Zuckerberg sc- knows that Instagram impacts Precisely. young people's mental health and they, Precisely. they have not so, changed a thing about it. Exactly. They haven't changed anything and they haven't changed anything in part because to go back to my earlier point, the American people have been in no position to negotiate with Mark Zuckerberg uh, over anything. And we and those companies, frankly, Brie, are less well-regulated than your average small business in Boulder or your average small business in Windsor or in Denver. And I think we should change that. And a year ago, I wrote a bill and introduced it. It's the first bill in Congress that would create a new federal agency like the FCC. And their job would be to study the data, consider the effects on the American people, and have a discussion on behalf of the American people in order to empower the American people about the issues we're talking about this morning. Privacy, a huge one. Mental health, a huge one. National security, a huge one. We saw the Russians in 2016 invade Mark Zuckerberg's platform, and he wouldn't even admit that they were there for a long time. We need a discussion about that, not to mention the antitrust issues that that are very, very significant. These are massive companies on the scale of the the companies that the last significant progressive era in America took on. And I think we should take them on in this era. And having a new agency to do that, just like the antitrust agency that, you know, the Justice Department that, that Teddy Roosevelt relied on in his day or the FCC one, you know, at the advent of television. It just makes sense to me that we do the same thing here. This episode is brought to you by the Colorado Wine Board. Because the wine community here is like surprisingly robust. I mean, think about Bigsby's Folly and Infinite Monkey Theorem here in Denver alone. And there are urban wineries all across the Front Range. Then there's the Western Slope, Peonia, I mean, Palisade. Hello, Palisade Wine, are you kidding me? It didn't used to really be a thing, but from what I hear, it's very much a thing now. There are more than 165 wineries across Colorado to explore, and they produce all sorts of wine that reflect our unique culture and climate. So finding a label that you're going to love is easy, no matter where your adventure takes you. Discover it for yourself and support local winemakers at coloradowine.com. That's coloradowine.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I want to go back to what you were talking about with the Chinese government. And I wonder, can you talk about what your concerns or worries are about how the Chinese government will use our data? Yeah, there's also there already is evidence that they've 
taken stripped data from Europe and and taken it back to Beijing. I had a meeting last week or the week before with the uh, the the CEO of TikTok, and he said that that was true, that that reporting was true. So first of all, we have an instance where the data from Western the Western world has gone back to Beijing. Second concern I have is. You know, they their algorithms and their AI, their 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 AI infrastructure is allowing them to push uh, whatever data they want uh, toward, you know, whomever they want. And there's a very, very short step from that place to a place where they're hoovering up the data and they're seeing every single thing, Bree, that you've clicked on. You know, just because they're interested in that and they could then use that if they wanted to to manipulate you in a worst case, um, they could serve up propaganda for you to consume. And, you know, that's not the same issue that we confront with with Facebook, although I'm very worried about certain kinds of propaganda that show up on Facebook. But that's not state sponsored. That's not Beijing. And I think there's a difference in in that. And if anybody who's listening doesn't think that, you know, if if it's in their interest to manipulate our data or to hoover up their data just because they say they're not doing it today, I, I think that's very naive when it comes to when it comes to Beijing. So you mentioned that you have actually sat down and talked with the CEO of TikTok. And I wonder, are you satisfied with what he told you? Did, does it feel like there's a start of a good faith negotiation happening here? No, I was deeply dissatisfied. I didn't know. He seemed like a perfectly decent person and I was grateful for his time. But, you know, what I what I asked him about was, you know, I, I said, look, we all know that there are laws in China. Thank God we don't live in China, but there are laws in China that that limit the amount of time that um, kids can be on social media. We know that in China, you don't show TikTok. You don't show American TikTok to the Chinese people. You show what's called, you know, the the uh, broccoli version of TikTok so that when kids are watching it, they're watching, you know, shows about physics and mathematics and and things like that, rather than having, you know, spending their entire afternoon watching dance competition. And there's a reason for that. The Chinese Communist Party has referred to digital media as digital opium. And I think they're pumping us full of their digital opium while they're protecting their children from it. You know, I'm an old fossil, Bree. I recognize that. But there is not when I think about all the young people that work for me that are in their 20s and I think about my older daughters who are in their early 20s, there's not almost a single one of them that doesn't feel like they dodged a really important bullet by not having social media completely overwhelm their middle school years. And for their younger brothers and sisters, for my 18 year old daughter, who's you know younger, obviously, than my older kids, they, they are the ones that are being engulfed by that, whether it's TikTok or anybody else. And I think that, you know, the parents that I hear, the moms who wait outside of the town halls that I have, who say to me things like, my, my daughter is five foot 10 and she raised 105 pounds because of what she's seen, you know, in, on social media, she feels like she's got the worst body image of anybody in her class. You know, I, I don't think we should just accept that as somehow the, you know, the the cosmos, you know, that we're in. 
especially when we know that all this is all this is about is driving Mark Zuckerberg's bottom line. That's what it's all about. So I know a lot of people I know, a lot of our listeners love TikTok. And honestly, a lot of people have been successful on the platform. They say that they've used it to save their family businesses, to advocate for change in communities, for to to meet, you know, to meet people um, and to see like new things and explore parts of the world that they wouldn't necessarily see. What do you say to Denverites or, or folks in Colorado who who love TikTok? I guess what I would say is that every time we've We've encountered a new technology or especially new media technologies. You know, we've had to have a debate and a negotiation about what we want that to look like. There's a reason why, you know, our kids can't spend Saturday morning sitting watching cigarette ads on TV. You know, there's a reason why they can't sit there on, you know, watching television. It's partly the technology. It's partly the regulation being driven but, you know, to one more diet ad after another diet ad after another diet ad, just be or on or another, you know, ad about suicide. There's a reason why that's true. And in the case of the this new technology, we haven't set up those guardrails, you know, and those guardrails are not for me to set up. Those guardrails are for the democracy to set up, for the American people to set up. And. And so what I would say to everybody who's benefited in the ways that you've described it, first of all, it's awesome. I'm glad you have benefited in those ways. And I think what we should do is effectively what we should do is create a bill of rights together for the American people that says these are the good parts of this we're willing to accept. And this is the stuff we're not willing to accept. Sure. So. I know a lot of folks that get news from TikTok. I know that I think about social media and the and the way that um, it has it has become the essential way for a lot of a lot of candidates, a lot of politicians to connect with voters. Um, and a lot of your colleagues are are very popular on TikTok. Like I'm thinking about our governor Jared Polis. Like he was pretty he was pretty prolific on on TikTok last year. And I just wonder, are you worried at all by? taking this anti-TikTok position that you're giving up this important avenue to reach young people? Well, I think we should be finding all ways to reach young people. And, and as long as TikTok is there, I guess we should be using that too. But you you raise a really important point. Um, and by the way, I, you know, let me back up. I'm not talking about using TikTok. I think the other platforms we should be using because they're not owned by Beijing. There's a reason why the federal government is banning the use of of all federal employees on TikTok. There's a reason why the city and county of Denver is banning it from the city and county of Denver. But there are plenty of alternative platforms to people to ha- have that conversation. One of the things that you just said, I think, is so critically important and is at the heart of all of this, which is people are getting their quote unquote news from these platforms. And, and actually, a majority of Americans say, that's where they're getting their news. There is no editorial supervision. There's no editorial content on many of these sites. You know, there's no way to know whether something is more true or less true just because it's been posted a million times, you know, on TikTok or on Facebook. Many of the people that invaded the Capitol on January 6th were doing it because they were reading the quote unquote news on social media. And I would not say that you shouldn't take in your, you know, the share of data that you want from social media, that's up to you. 
That's up to everybody. But I do think that in a democracy, we have a responsibility to try to understand what the perspective is of edited content that still remains in our society. And we are going through a profound transition to an ecosystem that's both really, really exciting, I think, in many, many ways, uh, but also hugely challenging. And it's really important for us to, to demand of each other that we have a democracy that's reality-based. I think that's really important. So can we find you on social media if we want to follow you, Senator Bennett? You can find me. Well, I've got a Twitter. I've got a Twitter account you guys can find. Okay. Yep. Great. Senator Bennett, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks so much for having me, Bree. I really enjoyed it. And here's what else Denverites are talking about. Gun reform. Last Thursday, Democrats at the state capitol unveiled new legislation to strengthen Colorado's gun laws. We knew this was going to be a big priority for the Dems after the Club Q shooting in Colorado Springs last November, and now we have a sense of what's at stake. According to the Denver Post, the four bills introduced would increase the legal age for buying a gun to 21, impose a three-day waiting period between purchase and possession, and expand who can use the red flag law. Senate President Steve Fenberg says they had a simple guiding principle, quote, What can we do right now that will save the most lives in Colorado tomorrow? And finally, we're hiring. We're looking for a new audio producer to join our small team. So if you're a versatile and inventive producer who lives in and loves Denver, check out the show notes to this episode for a link to apply. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell the CEO of TikTok Show Chew about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter, Hey Denver, by texting Denver to 66866. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you later. I hope that was all right. Thank you. That was great. Thank Enjoy. you. Great. Good. It was fun. Well, let me come back sometime. Oh, absolutely. We'd After love to I've have taken you back. your TikTok away from you. <laughs> I just use it for recipes. You know, it's all. I can give you other <laughs> advice about that. Do you, no, want a, we... do you like tofu? Do you want a tofu recipe? I do. I love tofu, actually. I can tell you. I can tell you what it is. Tell me the tofu recipe. I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. Take one brick of tofu. Sometimes people like that really extra firm kind. I like the moderately firm kind, not the extra firm kind. Press the water out of it. So put a frying pan on top, press the water out of it. Cut it up into little cubes like this. Put it into two tablespoons of vegetable oil and in your in the same pan that you use to weight it down. The cast iron pan works best. Salt and pepper on, on those cubes of tofu. Brown the cubes of tofu, so you got to move them around a little bit, and then take them out. Add to the pan, to the oil, one teaspoon or two, or tablespoon maybe, I guess, one tablespoon of garlic, uh, uh, red chili pepper flakes to your heart's content, some ginger if you want it. Cook that for 10 seconds. Then put back in the pan uh, half a cup of water and uh, either a bag of uh, snow peas or the same amount of green beans. That's what I prefer myself. <laughs> Turn the heat up to boiling, cook that. And once the water is gone, which it, it will be gone soon, 
your vegetables will be perfectly cooked. I'm telling you, al dente. Okay. Perfect. Not too soft, just right. Put the tofu back in, add two tablespoons of soy sauce and um, some uh, the green parts of a scallion, by the way, which you've already cut up and used the white parts of scallion in the in the fr- in the this- fried oil with the garlic and the red peppers. Give it a stir. Enjoy over right. I will. There try- you go. I'm going to try that. That sounds amazing. That. We're having tofu tonight. <laughs> well, good. Try it. You'll like it. Thank and if you. you. If you don't, if you can't remember everything I said, it's Mark Bittman's Mark Bittman's recipe. For, totally. For, Very familiar with Mark Bittman. I will do, well. Senator. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks, you guys. Bye. Bye.